Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting, as we always do, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not selling government influence and laundering the money along the way. Wow. House Republicans laying out mountains of evidence this morning suggesting the Biden family made at least $10 million while Joe was Obama's VP. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did uh, for the course of eight years. And the efforts made to conceal that money through 15 different LLCs that were formed by one Hunter Biden. Hunter's a dirtbag. But those uh, transactions leaving investigators with a lot more uh, questions than answers, I would say. Are you the big man, Joe? We'll discuss with Katie Pavlich, Fox News contributor, multimedia superstar, general in the Fela Fashion Army. Uh, you saw us on the red carpet together at the White House Correspondents' Dinner last weekend. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Democratic strategist Jessica Tarloff. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Stop it! Jessica Tarloff's one of my damn good friends. We don't agree on anything politically, uh, but she's a good egg, and she's always welcome here. And as are you. Whether you agree with me, you agree with Tarloff, none of it matters on this show. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. All are welcome. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. We don't care. Just don't be a... There it is. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. If you're watching the Fail-O-Vision tonight... Uh, I am on with Kennedy, the woman who gave me my start here at Fox News. Uh, if you missed any of last night's uh, TV appearances, The Ingram Angle, it's on the Fox Cross America website. You can see me with Stuart Varney yesterday, as well as my regular hit on Fox and Friends. It is all there, uh, but we begin here uh, with my actual gig, the thing I do for a living. Not that, you know, low-rent TV side hustle, but the radio, where we belong, you and I together again. Uh, the 9 o'clock presser this morning... Really not a good look for the president of the United States. Come on, man. But a worse look for the media. Because everything that was substantiated this morning is not, you know, necessarily new in that the Hunter Biden laptop and the effort made to conceal it in the run up to the 2020 election outlined all of this garbage. But as we'll go out to find out later in the day, you know, when Joe Biden was denying that he'd ever talked to his son about his business dealings, never met with his partners before. That is a lie. Now understand, okay, at great length, I'm going to give you the evidence that they outlined this morning. We still don't actually know if it was a crime so much as we know they were very, very heavily trading on government access and going to great lengths to conceal the financial payments. Okay, that's basically the main thing we learned today is Hunter Biden. They don't have a declared business, but we've got dozens of foreign nationals sending over $10 million to the Biden family. And they don't send it directly to them. They send it through an LLC who sends it through an LLC who sends it to Biden's grandkids. Okay, we're talking about two year olds and three year olds getting millions of dollars from foreign nationals. I mean, folks, he should be behind bars. A lot of people feel that way, but we'll get to the particulars. Okay, let me give you a little bit of a sense of what was outlined. But let me show you here how the media really is failing the country in that if it turns out Biden is compromised, everybody who lives in the country is compromised. 
meaning the media should be all over the story just in case. That's true. That is true. But if they were actual journalists, they should be all over the story because it's the gold mine of the century. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. But seriously, in another time, if we weren't as hyper-partisan as we are, if people weren't rooting for their party so much harder than their country, if journalists hadn't become activists masquerading as journalists, this story would be so big right now. Like, they'd literally be taking cartoons off the TV. You'd be watching Nickelodeon, and all of a sudden you'd just see, that, you know, a news report come on. Yeah, you'd be mad. You'd be mad. <laughs> Kids like, what the hell's going on here? Okay, here it is. Okay, so House Oversight Committee Chair James Comey, you hear him on the show all the time. You may hear him again tomorrow. Okay, the evidence they laid out, according to their committee's findings, Biden and his business associates created more than 20 companies and received more than $10 million from foreign nationals while Biden served as vice president. So you understand, Biden becomes vice president. His son immediately gets to work creating companies, 20 of them. And what do the 20 companies allow him to do but transfer money from one place to the other, to the other, to the other, so it becomes a lot harder to track the transactions? Bingo. That's what this is. Money laundering, in a nutshell. Now, you have to find out why they went to the lengths that they did to do it. And, you know, obviously there's this air of impropriety. You've got a son with no background in any of these businesses making millions of dollars off companies while his dad happens to be the vice president of the United States of America. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? So understand, they announced the committee subpoenaed four banks. They received thousands of records in response. And according to a memo Coma released right before the press conference, the companies created by the Bidens were formed mostly in Delaware and Washington, D.C., with the help of Hunter Biden's business partners, Rob Walker and James Gilliar. Why is that significant? Because Biden says he's never spoke to his son or his brother about any of this stuff. Okay, but it all wound up involving him in the end. And you got to understand, if they're lying about thing number one, they're lying about thing number two, meaning I never talked to my son about his businesses. That's a lie. Now, when he turns around and says, I never made money off of my son's businesses, that's a lie. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Let me give you a little bit of what they outlined, and then we'll go through this process together. But, you know, you understand, in another time, in a better time in this country, we'd be all over this today. This is the president of the United States, potentially compromised. Worth knowing whether or not that's the case. You know, call me old-fashioned. But there was a time where, you know... Heaven forbid your country was being run by somebody who could be leveraged by foreign nationals. You might want to know, you know what I'm saying, if the guy in the Oval Office wasn't on the level. I think he's got a point. But is the media screaming and yelling about this, kicking the tires at all? The answer would be no. No. They're yelling about Trump owing money to some moon bat who claimed he raped her for 30 years. Yesterday, the jury was asked for a verdict that they determined that he raped the woman. The answer would be no. But somehow he still owes her money for defamation of character. So she accused him of rape. He said it didn't happen, but was ultimately sued for defamation of character for saying it didn't happen. Because, of course, Trump being Trump, he didn't say it in the most eloquent of ways. Uh, But that's where the media is focused today. They're not focused on the current president potentially being corrupt in countries like Romania, you know, places that don't exactly have the most upstanding business practices in the world. Not the most tightly regulated financial markets, Ukraine, Romania, China. Here's James Comer laying out the Romania story, clip 12. While Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, 
In reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates' account that funneled the Bidens' money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. In fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. This is a pattern of influence peddling. This appears separate from any payment Hunter received from his work connecting this individual to a U.S. law firm. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. It's classic Biden, though. That's what's so crazy about this. You know how Biden's always, always, always exercising in projection. Always, always, always. It's all about, you know, they're, they're always accusing everybody else of what they're responsible for. Oh, it's Putin's price hike. Wrong. No, the extreme MAGA. That's the problem with the border. Wrong. Okay, but it's, you know, his policies cause something. And then he accuses his opponents of exactly what he himself is doing. Okay, when it comes to corruption in Romania, so Biden's out lecturing the world about corruption in Romania, and he's actually making money off a guy convicted of corruption. That's just how white folks will do you. But let me give you a little more, okay, because they talk about the shell company set up with China, clip 13. We'll also provide further information regarding the Biden's relationship with China. This includes two individuals the committee is particularly concerned about. One of them, Yi Jinping, had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and operated a multi-billion dollar energy company with access to large sums of money. We'll discuss how the Bidens received millions of dollars from this individual through the use of shell companies and wire transfers. Interesting. Okay. He goes on to say Biden's lying about his relationships in China. Uh, Clip 14. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. Think about that. Okay, they've been slow rolling these investigations. And one of the reasons why is because, as it turns out, it's not just Hunter. It's not just Joe. They were sending money to the whole family, people who have no background in any of this. So understand, Hunter Biden gets a million bucks. He sends it to a company that sends it to a company that sends it to a company. Now, what do they all have in common? All three companies owned by Hunter Biden. So you understand, does the money need to be transferred from one company to the other? The answer would be no. But it's being transferred because they're trying to conceal the origin of the cash. A lot of this money ultimately winds up with Biden's grandkids. Does that sound like it's on the level? The answer would be no. Here's Jim Jordan asking the question, clip 15. Fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? Why did why did Joe Biden's brother? Why did Joe Biden's sister-in-law? Why did Joe Biden's son? Why did so many family members get the money? What did they do to to warrant receipt of that money? That's the fundamental question. 
Chairman Comer and the team have done great work, and they're determined to get answers to those fundamental questions. But do you understand, okay, this is – you're talking about voluminous evidence. You're talking about mountains and mountains, thousands of pieces of evidence. And the same media that spent three years telling you Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin with actually zero evidence. They didn't have any. Zero. Nothing. It was Apple research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign, completely unsubstantiated. Okay, the Republicans showed up with thousands of evidence from four major banks detailing over 170 suspicious activity reports against the Biden family filed by the Obama Treasury Department. And you don't get a word out of this from the media. The media is a bunch of losers. And you're not getting much of an effort from the DOJ. Here is Nancy May saying as much, clip 16. The Biden family needs to answer for this. And the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. We've done the work for them so that they can't screw it up now. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged prosecuted, maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. You're all a bunch of grifters. That's basically what she's saying. But the person who really brought it full focus in terms of the sad state of the union we happen to be living in as a country is Byron Donald. So BD, you've heard him on the show earlier this week from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. You know, Byron talked about the dereliction of duty by people in the media to cover this story. Okay, again, this was traditionally the kind of thing you would make your career on. I uncovered bombshell corruption involving the president's family. Understand, people won Pulitzer Prizes for covering the Mueller probe. People won Pulitzer Prizes for reporting that Trump was a Russian asset. It was made up by these sick people. But they really did. They won Pulitzer Prizes for covering a fake story. But here's a real one that includes thousands of pieces of evidence, and nobody's chasing it down. I mean, this is a career-defining moment if you are a journalist. But the reality in this moment is we have nothing but activists masquerading as journalists. Here's Byron Donald saying as much, clip 17. One thing everybody in this room and the American people definitely know is that the Biden family doesn't really have a business. There is no business structure around this family except politics. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president, and is now president of the United States, and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses through various shell companies and this web of LLCs, I mean, guys, you in the press, this is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff here. Like, all you have to do is literally look at our memo and see the level of detail upon which they have created this. But none of them is looking at that memo and none of them is going to any length to cover it. Because you understand traditionally the media's role is to hold people in power accountable. But now the media is just trying to hold people in power, meaning their people. Meaning no matter how vile or how corrupt, a family with no business. The Bidens don't run a business. They don't run like a brick face and stucco, a transit business, a restaurant business. They don't repurpose furniture like Jenny Fela. They don't run Uber because certainly no one wants to be driven by Joe or Hunter, let's be real. But the point is, this is a family without a business that just made $10 million from even operating a business. 
That's something that can, should concern anybody who works in the journalism industry. Yet nobody is going to bat an eyelash. They're going to keep rattling on about Trump as if any of that matters. And that's the scam of this moment. All the people who tell you Republicans are destroying democracy and they're endangering their well-being as a country and undermining faith in the institutions, they're the ones leading that charge. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. (gasps) Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. So many scams among us right now. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That was the takeaway from this morning. In that these revelations from James Comer were just a a substantiation of a lot of what we saw on the Hunter Biden laptop. They opened up shell companies around the globe. And they basically met with countries that were doing business with our government like Hunter making a million dollars from a Ukrainian power company despite the fact that he has no background in energy. You understand? He's talking about green energy. The only green energy Hunter knows about is coming out of his bong. Okay, he hasn't. They don't have a business. Do you get it, you guys? This is, by textbook definition, an influence peddling scheme, where, to be clear, it might not be illegal. You know, they might have been operating in a gray area, and the fact that they weren't sure that it would look well, or in fact they knew it wouldn't look well for for Biden, is why they structured the payments to send them through 20 different companies before shipping them off to family members. Do you understand? Nobody sent a direct payment to anybody. Like if you go out to dinner with your friends, right? Say you guys go out, you split the check. Ah, we'll split the check. Somebody Venmo's somebody or somebody gives somebody 40 bucks. Never in the history of dinner have you gone out with somebody and been like, all right, we'll split the check. I'm going to wire money to my cousin's company who's going to wire it to my brother-in-law who's going to wire it to you, and then you're going to wire it to my grandson. No one ever does that unless they are corrupt. Correct, Mundo.
White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made Saki try I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon and Joe Biden's lies taking center stage this morning. Here is a flashback. This is Peter Ducey uh, questioning then-Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden about his son and his brother's shady influence-peddling schemes. This is clip 11. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business yes, dealings? Yes, I stand by that statement. You are so full of sh. Okay, detailed records released this morning that show Biden not only discussed business dealings with his son, but met with his business partners on multiple occasions inside the White House, outside the White House. In fact, on one of his overseas business ventures. Hunter returned to have breakfast with Joe Biden at the Naval Observatory the next morning. Are you going to tell me with a straight face the kid gets back from flying overseas after a series of emails show that Biden was aware of these meetings? Are you going to tell me with a straight face Hunter gets back from overseas and they don't bring up the business trip? Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what Joe Biden has done. Why? Because they didn't think they would ever be subjected to any scrutiny. Understand, the way this went down is Hunter Biden, when Joe Biden became the vice president, he's now the vice president under Barack Obama, a guy the media just can't get enough. I mean, they love Obama. You have no idea. He was a hot topic presidency. He was the hottest brand in the history of the presidency. Everybody in the media loved him. Think about it. Barack Obama was once cheered by our media for giving $50 billion in cash assets to Iran, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that was the Iranian nuclear deal. Obama gave them access to $50 billion of their frozen frozen cash assets in return for their word that the people who chant death to America all day, every day, would never lie to America. Are you stupid or something? But that was the deal. Okay, you can have $50 billion, Just give us your word that you're not going to enrich uranium. And Obama took their word for it. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is the media cheered it on. They're like, yeah, this is great. 
You know, the people that say they're going to wipe Israel off the map, they chant death to America so much you can check in from these events on Facebook. That's how prevalent they are. Do you remember when you watched old school? Yeah, we got a busy little Saturday. Oh, Bed Bath Beyond, going to go to Home Depot? Yeah, if they made that in Iran, they'd be like, yeah, busy little Saturday. We're going to go to death to America. I'm going to go to Home Depot, Bed Bath Beyond, probably go to the afternoon, death to America. They hate us. And he gave them $50 billion in return for their word that they wouldn't enrich uranium. And get this, they lied. Oh, wow. But even so, I know, who could have saw that coming? I mean, No way. Are you serious? But yet still the media cheered him on. So understand, Joe Biden reading the room at the time he was sworn in as vice president sent his son to work selling influence overseas. His son in the immediate weeks after Biden was installed as your vice president, opened up 15 different companies, 15 different companies. Does any of them have a stipulated business? The answer would be no. What he was doing is he was lobbying our government on behalf of foreign nationals. And get this, okay, the FARO is what the law is called, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, Foreign Agents Registration Act, okay? That act is what six of Trump's campaign members, campaign workers, were actually prosecuted and investigated for. Paul Manafort went to jail for a FARA act. Rick Gates investigated for a FARA act. Michael Flynn investigated for a FARA act violation. All of these men, okay, investigated, charged criminally, under a legal system that to date has not charged Hunter. Do you understand? What the hell is the world coming to? And I only say that because if there's a double standard, there's no standard. Okay? These guys did not make the money Hunter Biden did. These guys did not open 20 shell companies like Hunter Biden did. Yet Hunter Biden, who failed to disclose that he was lobbying our government on behalf of foreign nationals, has not been prosecuted yet. This is ridiculous. Unbelievable. Gary is in Addison County, Vermont, trying to keep up with all the craziness. Gary. Jimmy, I think the Democrats need to hit the pause button on their common sense gun control laws and start working on some common sense LLC control laws. <laughs> you know, they always give you those lectures. I want to live in an America where it's harder to buy a gun than, it, you know, they always give you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to live in an America where it's yeah. harder yeah. to funnel money through 20 LLCs than it is to get a gun. <laughs> That's the true threat to America right now, LLCs. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, this is the thing, man. The media didn't pick the story up. It's nowhere. Like, we're watching all, you know, I watch every network while I'm on the air. They're not even touching this, okay? And they never will. They'll, they'll put it to bed quietly. It'll give it a little lip service. There was a banner on CNN a second ago, and basically they'll come on and be like, oh, you know, the Republicans got nothing, right? Okay, anyway, so what's up with Trump? You know, and that's how they move on. But the thing is, like, knowing how much they invested in Trump and Russia, you dig? I mean, with nothing. They had nothing. It was like, oh, Trump watched Rocky Four once. There was a Russian boxer. We should investigate. You know, that's all they had. And after three years of that, it comes up empty. They show no interest in this. I don't know. It's just such a bad look for them. But they don't care. Do you think they care? I don't think they care. 
uh, they they care as much as I do about uh, uh, <laughs> this, this I was going to say, this could get ugly. Don't complete the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I could see this going in a multitude of directions. <laughs> Having hung out with the listeners of WVMT, we all jumped on the dump button just in case what was going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to your next visit. It's coming. The bars here are fully stocked with the new official state beer. (laughs) Good for you. All right, Gary. I'll see you soon. There he goes, the great Gary. That might be how they could finally get rid of their Bud Light, though, if they invite Mikey up. Mikey, get on the mic a second. Let's let's have this discussion. Um, You still drink Bud Light, Mikey? I mean, you drink just about anything, right? I really don't drink Bud Light unless it's like at a tailgate, like at a Giants game. It's just and it's there, the only and it's yeah. like and it's like free. Yeah, but you don't get the feeling Bud Light's coming. To, like people are going to bring it. Oh no. Okay. I, I highly doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> you don't know because the spank the people at the spank puppy. I don't. I don't remember them being a Bud Light crowd. I remember. I actually I don't remember anything. That was a pretty aggressive day of drinking. So I, think I don't know. There were more tequila. It was there. Well, I know you were, but you went from tequila, the wine, to beer, to you were wearing a toga. Gin and tonic. Yeah, it. arguing with the sheriff of Burlington, Vermont. It wasn't pretty, but we got you out of there in one piece. Uh, Josh, do you drink Bud Light? I mean, you're not a big drinker anyway, right? No, I, I go right for rum. I, I go right to the hard stuff. Are you stuff. a rum guy? Yeah. Good for you, man. I need to get into clear liquor. I was told that by wardrobe. To like, hey, fatso with the bourbon. <laughs> I cannot, it's too much sugar in the bourbon, Jimmy. Well, anyway. Gary, if you're listening, uh, we will get back up there. And if you are pouring Bud Light, uh, you know, Mike, you'll drink it. But let's have this conversation because you'd have to have drank a ton of Bud Lights to believe anything that's coming out of the Biden family's mouths at this point, including the stories pertaining to that letter written by 51 former CIA agents. So if you, in the run up to the 2020 election, when the Hunter Biden laptop story broke, if you remember, 51 former intel agents signed a letter declaring that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. That is a fact check false. Okay. According to new documents obtained by Fox News Digital, I mean, we know the laptop's real. Hunter's admitted it's real. Okay. Every news outlet that killed the story has since admitted it was real. The New York Times did it. The Washington Post did it. They all know it was real. And it's textbook election interference. Why? Because the CIA did not want a story getting out in the weeks leading up to the election that were damaging to a Democratic candidate. So the CIA crafted a letter saying, don't believe this story. Okay, here it is. According to new documents obtained by Fox News Digital, the CIA approved the publication of the infamous Hunter Biden laptop letter. Former CIA acting director Michael Morell received permission from his agency to publish the now debunked letter that framed the New York Post story about Hunter's laptop as Russian disinformation. Morell testifying that the board determined it contains no classified information and can be published. Agency approval for publication of this material does not represent agency endorsement or verification of this work, the CIA response to Morell said. So, excuse me, this is the CIA's response. They said, well, you can publish it just because it doesn't have classified in, you know, information in it. That's the only reason we said you can publish it. But it... In no way does it represent our endorsement as an agency or the verification of its findings. Okay, so the CIA signed off on a letter by 51 of its agents saying the Hunter Biden laptop was not real. But the CIA signed off on that, and they want you to believe they didn't take a position as an agency on whether or not it was real. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Could you imagine... Just the balls of these people. 
you know, how out of control they really are? <laughs> no, you know, 51 of our agents said it's fake, but that doesn't mean we said it was fake. It's just, just because 51 of our agents said it was fake doesn't mean the agency thinks that, wait, what? The, but you had to approve them writing it. This is such a scam. On Sunday, the New York Post published a report revealing Morell told the 51 signers of the letter that he would clear the statement with the Publication Review Board at CIA the day following him reaching out regarding the younger Biden's laptop. And an October 18th, 2020 email obtained by the Post reveals that Morell asked the signatories, which included former CIA directors John Brennan, Leon Panetta, and Mike Hayden, to sign the letter that he and former CIA agent Mark Polymeropoulos drafted. According to the Post, Morell wrote that he drafted the attached because we believe the Russians were involved in some way in the Hunter Biden email issue and because we think Trump will attack Biden on the issue at this week's debate, and we want to give the VP a talking point to use in response. Yo, that's the actual testimony. We drafted this letter because we wanted to give the VP a talking point in response. Dude, are you kidding me? This is politics as usual. But think of what a level of scam that is. That's the CIA. The people that are supposed to be protecting democracy, the people warning us about the dangers and the internal threats to democracy. That's the CIA interfering in the election. Do you understand? They literally drafted a letter because they wanted to give the Democratic nominee a talking point. Hey, they're going to ask you about this laptop. They're going to ask you about the fact that the president uh, or then vice president was selling influence through his son. We need you to clap back with something to say it's a scam so it doesn't become a liability for you. Guys, that is by definition election interference. Imagine you're refereeing a boxing match. You're like, hey, this guy is a quick left hook. You're not going to see it coming. So here's a couple of lead knuckles you can throw in your gloves. and You can hit him back with this weapon. Do you understand the referee is handing out weapons to one of the combatants? This is a scam. You are correct, sir. Think about that. In his email, Morell wrote, he wanted to provide a talking point for President Biden ahead of his final debate with former President Trump three days later. Do you understand? Hey, I'm the CIA director. I want to give one of the candidates a talking point. Dude, it's a scam. That is a scam. That is, by definition, election interference. That is the CIA trying to help one candidate and not the other. That's not right. Now, where this becomes a slippery slope is, I'll tell you the truth, most Americans don't care because the media has been derelict in covering this story. And the truth is, if you're going to the polls in 2024 to vote, you're far more likely to vote on the state of the economy, the border, Okay, the crime in your area, the way the government response to COVID might have crushed businesses or hurt your kids' education, these are all realities under Joe Biden. Okay, inflation's at a 40-year high. That matters. More people are dying of fentanyl in America than anything else. Is the number one cause of adult death in America is fentanyl. These issues really matter. So it's a slippery slope for the Republicans because, yes, the intel community interfered in our last election. Yes. They absolutely undermined faith in democracy. They did, 100%. But I don't know that you can send people to the polls based on that reality because they care a lot more about their ability to pay for things and feel safe getting them home from the store than anything else. So the bad news for, you know, the Republicans, is they probably can't really run on this Hunter Biden nonsense if they think they're going to win in 2024. 
Okay, the good news for them is they can run on Biden's record because he sucks at all of that, too. Man, oh boy, oh man. Biden is such a disaster. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good looking Italian. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be talking to Katie Pavlich in the next hour. Jessica Tarloff's coming by as well. Right now, Alex batting lead off. He's in Brooklyn, New York. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks so much for taking the call. By the way, these, these people from the FBI didn't just interfere in our election. Joe Biden was not legitimately, legitimately elected because it doesn't say in the Constitution that people should write on a piece of paper who they want should be their president. It says in the Constitution that the American people should vote for who they want. They, 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 the people in government should be in their positions by the willingness of the American people. And a lot of people came out and said after they found out about the Hunter Biden story that if they would have known, they would have not voted for Joe Biden. So he wasn't elected willingly. But I wanted to say after this, uh, the House exposing that Joe Biden lied about not knowing anything about his son business dealings in other countries and foreign countries. You know, we Republicans are waiting for Joe Biden to take a cognitive test. I think the Democrats and the Biden administration might make Joe Biden do it right now so as to defend him and say, hey, this guy is just senile. He doesn't know what's going on. He he what wasn't lying to the American people that he doesn't know about his, hun- his son's dealings in, in other countries because he was just not here with us. He was in a different planet where his mind was. <laughs> and it, that's that's the story with him. It's not that he was trying to lie to, to the American people. Ooh, that's, uh, so you're going to go with the Biden's not all there defense. It's, it's, I it's, think that's it's, what they're going to do. He's gonna take <laughs> it's an interesting, <laughs> interesting legal gambit, Alex. Uh, I will run it by one of our legal analysts in the next hour. Uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom as always. But Alex is basically just saying to people... If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, back in action for a big hour on Fox Across America, bringing back the legendary Katie Pavlich, Fox News contributor... She is also, of course, a general in the Jimmy Fallon Fashion Army. She joined me on the red carpet in D.C. last week in Washington. Uh, but she is back from the swamp and ready to have a grown-up talk about the end of Title 42, which comes off the books tomorrow and turns our border, as Byron Donalds famously said, into nickel beer night. Remember that college bar that didn't check ID, and once the word got out they didn't check ID, everybody who shouldn't be at a bar showed up to the bar. Well, that's where we are right now with the Biden administration. The COVID era public health policy will expire tomorrow. And from what we've been told, we can expect upwards of at least 80,000, 80,000 predominantly Venezuelan migrants to come in. Biden sucks. Okay, but understand, we've got about 35,000 in El Paso, uh, on the outskirts of El Paso anyway, expected to come in. And we're talking about a complete overwhelming of our southern border. Okay, it's a mess right now. And you can only thank one guy, and his name is Joe Biden. You have no idea how to defend a nation. I'm sorry I harp on this as much as we do, but tomorrow is really a seminal day when it comes to the dereliction of duty to protect all of us in this country. Okay, we've never seen this before. It's never happened this way. Where they got into office and repealed policies. 
that had successfully reduced border crossings. They did so for political reasons. The Democrats want to run on immigration reform. But you understand it doesn't matter what type of reform you pass because it only applies to the people coming here legally. I think he's got a point. Okay, the people coming here illegally don't care what your policies are. They don't care what the immigration rules are. They only apply to the people who respect our laws. Six million people have crossed this border illegally since Biden got into office. Do they respect our laws? The answer would be no. So it doesn't matter what you pass in Washington. But when the Democrats run on, well, we wouldn't have this problem if the Republicans would just give us our reform bill. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, the only legislation and border security are two different things. Do you understand? Legislation is, ah, somebody wants to migrate to this country. What's going to be the application process? How long is it going to take for their case to be heard? When can they get a visa? When can they come here through the proper channels? Okay, that's legislation. Okay, border security is the front door of the house. Okay, if you rip the front door off your house tonight, okay, people are going to come in. Squirrels are going to come in. Raccoons are going to, anybody's going to come in. Why? Because you just didn't secure the door. Okay, you can pass legislation that says raccoons aren't allowed to come eat out of the kitchen garbage. But guess what? Here's the funny thing about raccoons. They don't read legislation. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Now, I am not in any way stretch of the imagination comparing, okay, illegal migrants to animals. They know better. These are good humans who are fleeing real oppression, who are trying to make a better life for their families and are very aggressively exploiting an open border that encourages them to take this perilous journey. So do you understand the migrants, okay, if you wanted to work them into my analogy, you've ripped the front door off of your house. You're the richest house on the block by far. But in order to get through that front door, they might get sexually assaulted by a drug cartel. Okay, they might be forced to traffic drugs into the country on behalf of a human trafficker. They might owe a cartel a bounty if they get them through the threshold of your home effectively. Okay, that's what's going on here. Biden has ripped the front door off the House. And in rescinding this policy, okay, of expulsion, okay, the one thing migrants are familiar with, the one thing coyotes and human traffickers are familiar with, are the border rules. Okay, Biden has crossed 6 million. It's the highest recorded number in the 246-year history of this country. Okay, why is it so high? Because he ran on saying we can bring in 10 million migrants if need be. We should be building bridges, not walls. That whole thing. Shut up. Will you shut up? Seriously. Because migrants got that message. They're like, oh, I get it. They're not scaring the border anymore. Let's go. And they have made, it's a $9 billion industry. Exploiting our southern border between the drugs and the people and the human trafficking. Okay, here is Alejandro Mayorkas, a straight circus clown, blaming Congress for outdated immigration. Okay, well, the system, it's Congress. They've, you know, they haven't passed the new, you know, immigration bill, and that's the problem. No, it's not. These people aren't coming illegally because we haven't passed a bill. They're coming illegally because the border, okay, are you ready for it? It's wide 
open. He knows what he's talking about. Here it is, clip one. Our plan will deliver results, but it will take time for those results to be fully realized. And it is essential that we all take this into account. I cannot overemphasize that our current situation is the outcome of Congress leaving a broken, outdated immigration system in place for over two decades, despite unanimous agreement that we desperately need legislative reform. Shut up, fool! I mean, what an absolute... No, it's the reform, it's the... That was embarrassing! Yo, Mayorkas, you had the Department of Homeland Security. The Department of Homeland Security is not supposed to pass legislation. The Department of Homeland Security, they're supposed to protect us. That's true. That is true. That's the gig. You protect us. The Department of Homeland Security was formed in the aftermath of 9-11, okay, to protect us from foreign terrorist threats. Did they immediately get to work writing legislation? The answer would be no. That's not their job. Okay, so do you understand the reason the border is being exploited is because we have people in leadership positions that aren't doing their jobs. Mayorkas is not supposed to be out here lobbying for legislative changes. He's supposed to be out here securing the frickin' border. But let me give you a little more, okay? Because here's, here's Mayorkas with a straight face saying, just because we're lifting Title 42 doesn't mean the border's open. Come on, don't bullshit me. Here it is, clip two. Let me be clear. The lifting of the Title 42 public health order does not mean our border is open. In fact, it is the contrary. Our use of our immigration enforcement authorities under Title 8 of the United States Code means tougher consequences for people who cross the border illegally. Unlike under Title 42, an individual who is removed under Title 8 is subject to at least a five-year bar on re-entry into the United States and can face criminal prosecution if they attempt to cross again. This guy's a serious ass. Okay, we're not deporting people. We're not enforcing our immigration laws. And the fact that we're lifting Title 42, he says, well, just because we're lifting Title 42 doesn't mean the border's open. No, what meant the border was open is that you lifted every other damn policy. We announced to the world, hey, no more border wall. We're not doing that. No more remain in Mexico policy. We're not doing that. They announced this to the world. Do you understand? Remain in Mexico, man. If you came to this country illegally and you got apprehended at the border, they shipped you to Mexico and you remained in Mexico until we were able to determine that you had a legal right to be in this country. The minute Biden got into office, they rescinded remain in Mexico. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Think about that. They got rid of it. You know what else they did? When a still photo surfaced that showed border agents using split reins on their horses, the Obama administration and Mayorkas, despite being warned by the photographer who took the video that no one was being whipped at the border, Mayorkas and Biden went out and gaslit the country over the idea that border agents were whipping Haitian migrants. They said, oh, this is beyond slavery. It takes us back is what's going on here. Okay, and why did they do that? Because they wanted to have a conversation about pretend racism as opposed to the real problems they had caused. Yo, understand, these people are monsters. They don't care about other human beings. The reason you hear stories like 100 migrants suffocated in a tractor trailer, 30% of the women crossing the border illegally get sexually assaulted. The reason this stuff is going on is because they have incentivized this dangerous journey. 
Okay, if the if you get apprehended at the southern border and the American response is to let you in until two or three years from now when your asylum case is granted, you don't look at that as not being allowed in. You look at that as you got in successfully. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. You don't call home and say, don't come. They stopped me and said, hey, I better show up back in court in three years or nothing's going to happen. But that's the truth. Nothing's going to happen. Okay, no, they call and say we made it. But let me give you Biden because Biden's flat out admitting, oh, it's going to be chaotic for a while. What I mean, what a piece of garbage. Clip four. We're doing all we can. No, you're not. Uh, The answer is uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, We've gotten overwhelming cooperation from Mexico. Uh, We also are in the process of setting up uh, uh, offices in Colombia and other places where you can, where someone seeking asylum can go first. So, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. Such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. I mean, really think about that. Yeah, it's going to be chaotic for a while. Do you know what that means? It's going to be horrific. It's going to be the worst humanitarian disaster in the history of the country, except we're already witnessing it. Six million people have come into this country illegally, illegally under Joe Biden. 30% of the women who cross this border illegally are sexually assaulted. So split those border numbers right down the middle. Okay. If 3 million women have come into this country illegally and 30% of them have been sexually assaulted, that's 900,000 rapes. Are the Democrats talking about that humanitarian disaster? The answer would be no. Weird. Do you know every girl over the age of 10 is subjected to a a pregnancy test if they cross this border illegally because of what probably happened to them on the way? Is anyone reporting that in the media? The answer would be no. Maybe the Democratic Party, hey, we got to do something for these kids. The answer would be no. No, just don't misgender them. Do anything you want to the kids. Just don't misgender them and we'll be fine. That's what's going on right now. And that's Joe Biden, the guy who told you, you know, (laughs) Afghanistan's going to be fine. You don't understand. You're not telling me the truth. Army collapsed the next day. Okay, the guy who told you with every degree of confidence we'd be fine in Afghanistan only to watch it collapse. The guy who told you, oh, the sanctions in Ukraine, they're going to deter Putin from ever invading. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, flat out lied. No, no, don't worry, I got this, 100%. Here he is flat out admitting that it's going to be chaotic, which means if it's going to be chaotic, it's going to be that times 100, and it's all because of his policies. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. My gal, Katie Pavlich, right around the corner. Right now, i got to play you a clip from Chris Cabrera. He's the vice president of the National Border Patrol Council. Talking about what happens tomorrow. Clip nine. They've had uh, quite a while to get a handle on this, uh, especially when it was one or two areas in Texas that we were dealing with. 
Now it's spread out all across the southern border. It's spreading across to the northern border and even to some of our coastal areas like, like Miami. Um, it, it's not going to take long for us to, to breach the 100,000 mark um, after, after May 11th. Um, it, it's it's going to be one of the most notable times I've seen since I've been in the Border Patrol. Think about that. 100,000 people. At a time when our sanctuary cities, the ones who said, yeah, we'll take people. No human being is illegal. That's what they said. And then, of course, when the human beings started showing up to their towns, you know, no human beings illegal. Okay, well, here's a bunch of human beings. They were like, get them out of here. Get them out. Don't ever forget, Martha's Vineyard is one of the three richest zip codes in America. Okay, they host a few million people in tourism every summer. And with a straight face, Martha's Vineyard declared that they couldn't handle 42 migrants. This despite the fact that they declared themselves a city where no human being is illegal. Why did they all do that? This is where you need to understand how much of politics is just theater. Okay, Democrats started declaring themselves sanctuary cities under Donald Trump because Donald Trump had signaled an intention to control our southern border. So the Democrats said, that's racist. Never mind that they voted for border wall funding. They voted for it under Obama. They voted for it under George W. Bush. So you understand the Democrats are fine with securing the border because any common sense person is. You got to know who's coming in or out of your country. You got to make sure women aren't being sexually assaulted. You got to make sure drugs aren't being smuggled. To the extent that you can, you have to control these things. Okay, right now we're basically turning a blind eye towards them for the better part of the last two and a half years because the Democrats established a political lane that declared border patrol was racist. No, you can't be policing the border. You're just biased against Mexican people. Come on. We can't have that kind of racism. Let's build bridges, not walls. They could say things like that. Why? Because Trump was stopping the flow of illegal immigration. So you could could declare yourself a sanctuary city because you wouldn't actually have to be one. That was the point. Trump had cut illegal border crossings by 80%. They had a remain in Mexico policy. They were committed to building a wall. Okay, people who traffic people into this country were aware of such things. Here's John Radcliffe, uh, your former DNI, discussing it, clip seven. From day one, the remain in Mexico policy, the agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, stop building the wall, all of the things that were effective during the Trump campaign, they all went away day one. The only semblance of a, of a firewall, if you will, the only thing that was making a bad situation not beyond comprehension was Title 42, uh, the policy that has allowed uh, 2.7 million illegals over the last three years to be immediately expelled from the country before they can seek asylum. And now on Thursday, Joe Biden's going to take that last line of defense away. And what's going to happen is just an absolute disaster in every respect, including from a national security perspective. I got a bad feeling about this. Understand. Okay, we now lose the ability to police drugs. We now lose the ability to police people on the terror watch list. Why? Because we're so overwhelmed in numbers. We don't have the capacity to process it all. We don't have the capacity to catch it all. We're not catching any of it now. Understand, right now, New York City mayors like Eric Adams are like, you can't send migrants here. Why? You're a sanctuary city. You said you wanted them. Oh, I get it. You said it when we were actually securing the border, so you didn't actually believe you'd ever have to take them. 
Well, that's the problem with electing people who put their party over their country, who put political points over common sense, over the well-being of people. Okay, there is a humanitarian crisis at our southern border. And every mayor in every Democratic-run city who said they were, in fact, a sanctuary, a haven for illegal migrants, is about to become one in ways they never even fathomed. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if the House Studio Band sounds fired up, it is because they are. Uh, Joining us now on the line, superstar Fox News contributor, the highest-ranking general in the Fallon Fashion Army, someone who did you very proud at the White House Correspondents' Dinner last week. And I'm talking about the great (laughs) Katie Pavlich. Yo, KP, what it is. What's up, Jimmy? I knew you were going to be there, so I had to step up my game as usual. It's good that we hold each other accountable. You, you know? No, no, we did. We 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 a gamed it, and it's. I want us to we get did. credit for this uh, because we had more swag than anyone in the swamp, and we heard it though. It's not like us tooting our own horn. Like people actually yeah. went out of their way to tell us that. So I think That's we should true. take a bow. You know? I, I think so. I think that we should definitely continue our reign. Um, as the fashionistas that we are and continue our iron fist of ruling. Thank you. Uh, another, another thing we did, by the way, okay, that is worth pointing out, is we all had our little gang had a drink after the show. And when the drinks were done and it was time to pay, we didn't wire money through a shell company, through another <laughs> shell company to one of somebody's <laughs> grandkids because we were participating in a legitimate business transaction. <laughs> Have have you ever wired money through fifteen shell companies to pay somebody on the level? Has anyone? I, I have not done that. You know, I've been uh, tempted sometimes when I'm down at the border and there's like twenty tire shops all next to each other. It's like, wow, lots of tire shops or lots of barber shops in New Jersey, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, no, we we did not need to do that because we uh, legitimately. Uh, you know, work and make money and mm-hmm. don't travel around the world selling, you know, government favors for exchange of millions of dollars. And uh, it's incredible that the news conference today put on by the House uh, Oversight Committee was talking about these new family Biden companies that was like list after list of the names of these shell companies and then the shell company money that was transferred from these shady, you know, figures in China and Romania. And of course, you know, the Russian uh, mayor of Moscow's wife did this as well, sending money through the shell company. The shell company then distributed that money into Biden family member accounts. And, of course, they strategically keep President Joe Biden off of the of the accounts. But clearly he's the one with all the, with the beach house and the other house in Wilmington and the guy who was the big guy and the guy who's sharing an office space with Hunter Biden. And the emails say that they were business partners, and it's obvious that they were. Um, and I thought it was interesting how they didn't even bring up Hunter Biden in the initial mm-hmm. conversation about this. They specifically said, this is about Joe Biden. And it's always been about Joe Biden. Yeah. And they said that there were exchanges of money made while he was the vice president, mm-hmm. which is the entire point, while he was the vice president. And, yep, the companies were opened up. You know, what was so fascinating is that this is a family that made $10 million without having a business. Like, could you imagine, like, imagine kind of money they would make if they actually provided a service? Like, it's crazy. Well, no... Making money is not easy. Right? I like, know. Making, making good money is difficult. 
And so the fact that they just were like raking in tens of millions of dollars doing quote uh-huh. nothing, uh, <laughs> that's a red flag in itself. You know, and if, they, yeah. if it's not illegal, I think they should teach a course to everyone. So you can all get rich. <laughs> think about it this way: you hear stories like fifty percent of restaurants go out of business in the first year right. if they don't get it right. So the Bidens are like, well, what if we just open a restaurant without the food? They game the system, apparently. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Uh, uh, We're talking to the great Kitty Pavlich. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's another thing. Okay, I also I also now take another second to give pause and reflect on the baby that Hunter had with a stripper who has been ostracized by this family. She's not only as a grandkid of the president missing out on grandpa time, but apparently wire transfers from foreign nationals. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Today they said that there were lots of bank accounts that were, uh, you know, filled with millions of dollars through these shell companies to the grandkids. <laughs> so again, they were using like everybody they could in the family who they thought wouldn't screw it up um, <laughs> to to get the, to make the family rich, right? It is it's just amazing. It is so crazy. And nobody cares. Like, this is this is and not I watched the DOJ, like, let him get away with it. Oh, they're not touching this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're, they're investigating <laughs> a report that Trump's limo was double parked outside Trump Tower in 2017. <laughs> like, yeah. we got a raid. I mean, it is a crime in New York, but <laughs> get, yes. <laughs> get the squad in here. We can't have this go on, Katie Pavlich. Well, the nice thing, uh, you being from Arizona, is it seems the border has been secured. Oh, yes. So we yes. got that. Uh, according to the video from a friend who works in Border <laughs> Patrol down in Arizona today, uh, where he showed me the you know single adult military aged men getting off a bus and getting into a processing center without any, you know, trouble at all, things are doing just fine. <laughs> it's like amazing, though. Like I always say, we're living in the death of shame, meaning people mm-hmm. who should feel shame for whatever reason, are beyond it. We're like in a post-shame world. Like if you're my Orcus, you're living in a world where 10,000 people a day are crossing the border, and he tells us that's the definition of closed. Like, I, I gotta right. be, I, again, I've, I've been to, re- to diners that were closed, and we couldn't get one person in for an omelet, let alone 10,000 of them. Like, sorry, we're closed. Yeah. Have you ever heard of 10,000 people getting into a closed diner? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's either completely delusional, which is obvious, right? Any logical person, even if you're, you're you know, fine with it, can say it's clearly open. If 10,000 people a day are coming over, that number is going to double. It's going to get a lot worse when Title 42 gets lifted tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him – or he's also just lying. Like yeah. he knows their policy is to let everybody in. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not pushing – um, Capitol Hill to pass an asylum bill, which would help you know stop yep. this problem, issue some de- deterrence. They're not issuing any kind of executive orders, which Joe Biden has the power to do because President Trump did it, mm-hmm. to keep people waiting in Mexico while there are asylum claims, which can take years to process because 95% of them are fake asylum claims, which yep. means there are millions of people in this country now who got here by saying they were scared of where they're from, they're seeking refuge, and now they're here based on a fake asylum claim. And they're never going home. Um, you never talk about how people are going to solve this problem once these people are distributed throughout the country. And so just say that you're fine with it. Stop acting like people are stupid. Uh, I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out politically uh, over the next year and a half as we get into the 2024 election mm-hmm. because things are just completely out of control. And everyone's always said, like, this is a border town issue. We don't really care. But it's not anymore. Yeah. Uh, this problem is coming to a town near you, and your resources and your taxpayer dollars and your healthcare systems and your school systems are going to be completely overwhelmed. And nobody's thinking about, 
you know, if you're looking at these photos of these people in camps, mm-hmm. looks like refugee camps on the border, yeah. they don't have enough places for people to stay. Yep. Well, where do you think people are going to stay elsewhere? The mayor of New York is freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nowhere for people. You know, people have to work. They have to eat. Yep. Um, and we're importing six million plus people without people thinking about the infrastructure of what that actually means. And if New York City can't handle it, why do you think small towns across America can handle it? Yeah, they don't have a chance. The the one thing I find funny about it is a lot of these cities declared themselves as sanctuary cities because it was a, it was a branding exercise under Trump, meaning mm-hmm. they wanted to you know identify or characterize border security as some type of racism or discrimination. So they declared themselves as sanctuary cities, knowing they had a president that was never going to turn them into one because the border crossings were down. You know, now right. the reality is this was all posturing on their part. And we know that is true because the minute they've been asked to take anyone, they're like, oh, hell no. All of a sudden, every town in America is Martha's Vineyard. On some level, it's kind of yeah. funny. Well, the Lululemon lady is Martha's Vineyard. You know, they're like, thank you. So they're like crying and hugging them. And they're yeah, like, thank yeah. you for leaving. Thank <laughs> so they you for kicked leaving them now. out. Yo, thank they, you for leaving. They kicked them out in 24 they literally kicked hours. Them out. <laughs> yes. And they're like, we don't have the resources for this. We don't want these people here. It's, <laughs> it's a height of tourist season. How dare you do this? There are other people who want to be here. Come on. You know, who have nicer clothes than these people. Come on. What are they going to do? Don't, don't you know yeah. that the climate change crowd is busy building beachfront mansions right now because of the rising sea levels here in Martha's Vineyard. Well, and killing the whales, too. With oh. all of the, uh, Dude, they are the whacking the whales. It's like the Sopranos on the, the whales. whales right now. And no one talks yes, about it. It's not. I don't know. Well, it's because they're dying from wind and not from oil, so yeah. therefore it's fine. <laughs> you know, just like it's finally used slave labor in China as long as it's for that. <laughs> is, that is that all they really wanted for the whales in the end was just a different cause of death? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it, death by windmill is actually very valiant to yeah. the climate change community. Ask all the eagles they've killed. Yeah, it's dude. It's such it's such a scam. And the biggest someone it's such a scam. And anyone who brings up climate change, I have to tack this on. I work it into every conversation. You know, like if you met somebody who drove a Prius, they have to work it into every conversation. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Okay. Well, I right. go the I go the other way. When we're outsourcing energy production, we're doubling pollution in a sense because other countries mm-hmm. are producing it filthier than we are, but then we need fuel to get it back here. Like, how is yeah. no one calling that out? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because it has nothing to do with the climate. It has everything to do with them wanting to control your life. And, uh, you know, just apply a people's attitude for during COVID, mm-hmm. right, in the aftermath of COVID and during, and the people who held on, the, you know, yep. the emergency is ending tomorrow, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't been an emergency for at least a year and a half. And that kind of mentality is the same mentality that these climate change folks have. They just try to find ways to control your life. It's not about, you know, making you drive an electric car. It's about making you drive an electric car that can't take you where you want to go. It's It's about making, you know, flights so expensive because they're limiting fuel Mm -hmm. that little people and the peasants can't afford to go fly where they want to, when they want to, and to have the freedom to do what they want. That's what this is about. It's not about the environment. Yeah, no, I would be more concerned about that, except Fox flies me stowaway. They don't even buy me a ticket. <laughs> I mean, you're inside the plane. You're big-time talent here. I'm go- I've been advised to find a wheel well and hold on tight. They're like, dress warm and hold on tight. So, yeah. someday. Well, I'm usually an Amtrak, which, you know, I've got some more stories there. So. <laughs> Maybe stowaway yeah. is You should get veterans credit for riding a train under Pete Booty Judge. <laughs> Like you should. It's true. Everybody should get yeah. five points. I mean, you talk about bravery. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs>
You're a general yeah, in I'm the. Like, hopefully this thing doesn't derail. No, you're a general in the real army now, Katie Pavlich. Not just the fashion <laughs> army. We love you, pal. Uh, great hanging in D.C. We'll do it again soon. Yes, do it again soon. Good luck on your tour. Oh, I'll handle these punks. See you soon. Take care. There she goes, the great Katie Pavlich. Bell of the ball here in cable news. Just the coolest cat in town. I Oh, man, Katie Pavlich is such a good hang. And uh, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, she's just A-plus fashion game. Just A-plus. The dress, the shoes, the whole bon- the hair, the whole barnyard jamboree. She's a badass, you know. All the Fox gals are. They're cool as hell. And they're the smartest people there, you know, super duper smart. Like if you listen to everything she says, she's right on the nose. Like the Democrats, when it came to COVID, when it comes to the climate, they just want to control you. But they're vicious about it. And they're armed with zero data, zero data. Do you remember when they decided they should start? And this is significant. So Biden just announced that they're going to rescind the COVID mandate for travelers. You're not going to need it to get into the country anymore. You're not going to need to board a plane, not need to go to work. And why are they rescinding it? They're rescinding it because it doesn't stop transmission. That's true. That is true. But do you understand they were calling it a pandemic of the unvaccinated and saying we need to start shaming people who don't get vaccinated. And that was about control. It wasn't about data because they didn't have any data. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Okay, here was Rochelle Walensky, the outgoing, okay, CDC director, telling us the vaccinated do not carry the virus. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Vaccinated people were not only carrying the virus, but they were dying from the virus. Okay, it's not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. But they were willing to ban you from polite society. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I mean, really think about that. Really think about it. No data. We got to start shaming these people. At one point, they said we should let you die. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. Think about that. You're an idiot. Okay, yeah, let him die. Who cares? He's unvaccinated. Let him die. Okay, here's a news flash. The guy who was vaccinated had just as high of a chance of dying as the unvaccinated guy did. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. I'm just being honest with you. But they want to control you. Don't ever forget this. Okay, that's what the climate's about. Do they have any data? Any data at all? That says the wind or the solar or any of the outsourced, any production is lowering emissions? The answer would be no. No, it's increasing pollution when it comes to natural gas because we're using twice as much to get it back into the country. And, yeah, they're killing whales left and right. And, yeah, the other countries that have implemented this green energy crap have been forced to reopen coal plants or build new ones. Why? Because the green energy isn't getting the job done. You can't count on the wind to blow every day. You can't count on the sun to shine every day, at least not at a level that's going to power a grid of 330 million people. 
but they're not worried about powering the grid. They're not worried about your ability to get around. They're worried about their ability to control you from getting around. And that was no different than the COVID vaccine. Like Katie said, to this day, vaccinated people are getting and spreading COVID and dying of the virus. But they literally used the vaccine as a justification to restrict your movements. Forget the store, forget going to work, forget going out to eat. If you're not vaccinated, you're not going anywhere. And this wasn't about stopping COVID. It was all about stopping you. Bingo. And now a reading from the pandemic-themed children's book, Oh, the Places You Won't Go, by Dr. Fauci. Congratulations. Today is your day if you've been vaccinated. If not, there's no way. Can't take planes, Biden said. Can't take trains, walk instead. You can't steer yourself any direction you choose. You're stuck at home and you're on your own, bro, because you are the guy who's not vaxxed and can't go. You'll walk up and down streets, look in stores if you dare, but you can't go inside. You're not vaxxed, they don't care. Wear your mask in the rain and in snow and in sleet. You still can't hit a movie, they won't give you a seat. And you might still find many fun places in town. If you're going unvaxxed, you'll leave wearing a frown. And when spring starts to happen and winter is through, you still won't belong. You'll get kicked out then too. Oh, the places you won't go. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Doing the damn thing here in New York. I'll be on your television tonight with Kennedy in the 7 p.m. hour. Tomorrow, you'll see me on with Sean Hannity tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. I will also be on with Dagan and Duffy on the bottom line at 6 p.m. And then Friday, myself and Kaylee McEnany, former White House press secretary, hosting the 8 p.m. hour here on Fox News this week. Uh, you probably don't know this, but we did have a little bit of a turnover in that time slot. Nobody's really talking about it. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. The point is, Katie and I will be closing out the week on Friday. I'm the closer. Last week, Lawrence Jones guest hosted. Who do you think they brought in out of the bullpen to close the week? You're damn right they did. So I'll be there again this Friday. It's exciting. Uh, next week, I will be down in Clearwater, Florida. Hey, girl. Uh, fr- Saturday night, it is May the 20th. We will be at the Capitol Theater. It's the Laughs and Liberty Tour stop number two, the Billheimer Capitol Theater, myself and Kennedy. Then we're heading out to Davenport, Iowa, to the Adler Theater on June the 3rd. Then the Mesa Arts Center on June the 10th in Mesa, Arizona. Then we head to the Lexington Opera House June the 24th. And then we're out in, my goodness gracious, Holland, Michigan at the Holland Civic Center July the 8th. Then we're in St. Mary's July the 29th. Back on the radio after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up in this hour because we're going to talk across the aisle. Do you remember that old school America where we used that whole thing? We're bringing by Jessica Tarloff, who is a Democratic strategist and a huge hit with this audience. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. Stop it. It's a talk show. I'm not an activist. I'm not here to own the libs. I'm lucky I own a house. Are you kidding me? 
888-900-9910. You should always know what the other side has to say, but especially on a day like today where the Republicans uncovering mountains of evidence suggesting the Bidens might be selling influence and certainly laundering the money in, the, in an effort to cover it up. I mean, we're talking about Hunter forming 15 shell companies and transferring the money from one company to another to another, ultimately to members of his family in an effort to conceal payments from foreign nationals that he wasn't wasn't legally registered to lobby on behalf of. Hunter Biden very clearly violated the Farah Act, something that saw six members of Trump's 2016 campaign investigated and prosecuted for the exact same thing. So it'll be interesting to have that discussion. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about President Trump as well. Trump yesterday found civilly liable for inappropriate touching of Eid Jean Carroll. Wrong. Listen, uh, this lady is a bit of a mess. She was on CNN once, if you remember, with Anderson Cooper, and he was forced to go to commercial because of just how out to lunch she was. If you remember, she was talking about rape being sexy. And even Anderson Cooper was like, wait, what? Get her out. Get her out of here. But the fact remains he was found civilly liable. He owes this woman $5 million. Okay, so as Trump embarks on the next leg of his campaign journey, he does so as a man who's been indicted in the state of New York, and he has been held civilly liable in the court of law for inappropriate touching of a woman. Now, again, you might say this is a witch hunt. You might say, ah, Trump can't get a fair shake in New York. I agree that he can't get a fair shake in New York. But when you're running on a national level and you have the baggage that the Democrats have managed to successfully pin to Donald Trump, uh, they are very much winning that battle. You know, you can say, well, they're not winning. Their Trump support is bigger than ever. Look at the primaries. The primaries are not the general. You can't win the general without peeling off some independents and, of course, some Democrats. Now, at the beginning of the week, we showed you an ABC News poll that had Trump and Biden leading, uh, excuse me, Trump and DeSantis leading Joe Biden. Okay, and if you remember at the time, Kate Boldon at CNN Flat out admitted this is the lowest of any president since polling began. This is where Biden is. Clip 27. In the first real snapshot, if you will, of President Biden's standing since his reelection announcement, voters are saying he has real work to do. And that's even among his own party. A new Washington Post ABC News news poll found that 58 percent of Democrats and Democratic leaning independents that they want the party, their party, to nominate someone else. Biden's overall approval rating remains underwater as well. Thirty six percent approval, according to the Washington Post ABC News poll. That's the lowest for any American president. At this point in their first term, that's dating back to Harry Truman. Biden sucks. Here is Joe Biden. He was on MSNBC. If you remember last Friday, he sat down with Stephanie Rule after promising at the beginning of the day, oh, I've got a major press conference coming up tonight. That's what he told the White House press corps. Only for them to find out he meant a one-on-one -on -one interview with Stephanie Rule. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But here is Biden uh, telling it. His low approval numbers are attributable to negative media coverage. It's clip 28. Why do you think your polling is where it is? Well, I don't think, people, by the way, every major one who won re-election, their polling numbers are mine are now. Put polling aside no, then, right? So, Sentiment in this but, country, despite well, all these wins, is I, not I, very I, good. I, all they've heard is negative news for three years. Everything is negative. I'm not being critical of the press, but you turn on the television, the only way you're going to get a hit is if there's something negative. You, you know, you don't... Anyway... That's number one. I mean, dude. You 
can't handle the truth. <laughs> Biden, we said every president's run re-election was as low as I am. Uh, everyone. <laughs> you just heard Kate Poldon say it at CNN. He has the lowest recorded approval number since polling began. Lowest since polling began. And it's not because the media, every story is negative. The media loves Democrats, loves Joe Biden. Okay, is the media reporting day in and day out on the southern border? The answer would be no. The record levels of inflation? The answer would be no. I mean, really, we could go into this all day long. Did the media discuss the fact that fentanyl is currently the number one cause of adult death in this country? The answer would be no. Dude, the media is not even talking right now about thousands of pages of evidence that implicate the Biden family in an influence peddling scheme that was orchestrated by his son. Hunter's a dirtbag. They're not covering any of that. Biden is not a victim of bad coverage. Biden, are you ready for it, is a victim of bad policy. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. He's terrible. He's a terrible president. Just completely terrible. We talk about inflation, the border, the crime, the fentanyl, everything in between, the economy. Everything's bad. I don't care about, oh, but we spent more money on climate change. Oh, you don't understand. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about climate change. If climate change was a priority, they would pass climate change bills. But they don't pass climate change bills. They pass the Inflation Reduction Act. And then after it passes, they call it a climate change bill. What a fraud. Okay, they tie it to a more popular cause. Inflation reduction, very popular. We're at record levels of inflation. It's a 40-year high. But their agenda is not yours. I say this all the time. The current Democratic Party has a one-track mind. That's all it is, climate change, because climate change gets them paid every single time Climate change is a moneymaker. Money, 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 money. Every single time. I told you this. This goes all the way back to the 70s when they recognized this as, you know, we do have a lot of gullible people out there. It's a lot of stupid people. We can tell them the world's going to end. And we can assign them a role as like an honorary Marvel Avenger. And all they've got to do is donate and they can save the world. Or at least we can tell them they are. Pay up, suckers. That's what they've been doing. Every single, oh, no, we're all going to freeze. Please give us money. All right. Nobody froze. Sorry. But we got new data says we're all going to melt. Please give us money. All right. This is weird. Nobody melted. Nobody froze. But here it's now called climate change. It's not global warming. It's climate change. The climate is changing. Please give us money. And that's exactly what happens. People give them money. Okay. And because that has become their religion. They force it into everything they do. Kamala Harris, with a straight face, conducted a study on the root causes of illegal immigration and blamed it on climate change. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. Think about that. Yeah, no, the reason they're migrating thousands of miles into our country is because they're worried about what the weather's going to do in 50 years. That is a lie. <laughs> but that's what she said with a straight face. No, it's climate change. No, you. Oh, man, these people are so stupid. I'm trying to hold it together. They're not coming because of climate change. They're coming because the border's open. That's why they're coming. They're coming because they get in. They're coming because if you get apprehended at the southern border, they currently let you in. They don't go, no, no, we're closed. Think about it. Mayorkas wants you to believe the border is closed. 
10,000 people a day are getting into our southern border right now. 10,000 people a day. And he wants you to believe the border's closed. You're not telling me the truth. Again, when was the last time you showed up to a restaurant and like, ah, sorry, we're closed. And then 10,000 people got in and had dinner. Never. Okay, if you want to scale that number down to, say, a proportional number. Okay, there's 330 million people in the country, Jimmy. Obviously, 10,000 people aren't going to a restaurant. That restaurant's not that big. Okay, great. When was the last time you showed up to a restaurant? The doors were shut. The lights were out. They were like, we're closed. Okay, but we'll let in 10 people to have dinner. The point is closed means closed. The Democrats keep playing semantic games because they don't want to talk about the truth, which is why I keep calling them out. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. But when it comes to 2024, it's such a disgusting food fight right now. So you've got Trump, who's been indicted. He's now been found. Understand this, you guys. You could love Trump to the moon and back. I'm not telling you you need to quit loving Trump. I'm not telling you Trump can't win. But Trump now has to go try and court the female vote knowing a court of law ruled that he improperly touched a woman. Didn't rape her, as was the allegation. So good news. Uh, Bad news, unwanted sexual touching of a woman is still a problem. Very evocative of my former governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! So there's a lot of baggage. Then you got Biden. Biden, who's just garbage. Just a race baiter in chief who has failed us in every sense of the word when it comes to protecting us as a country, maintaining our standing on the world stage of peace through strength. We don't project that strength anymore. We're now talking about pronouns and inclusion in the military. Hate has no home here. Come on, we got to coexist on the battlefield. That was embarrassing. But that's what we're doing. Okay, it's a really really rough time to feel good about the direction of the country. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. Okay, but as this race starts to shape out, you've just got this reality that, you know, DeSantis is getting in any minute now. They just wrapped up their legislative session. Tim Scott is getting in any minute now. His his announcement's coming on the 22nd of May. That'll be him announcing he's going to run for the White House as well. They both have a lot of money. They both represent a new direction in our politics. You know, my job is to sit here and observe. It's not to steer your vote one way or the other. But as a guy who analyzes elections, like they're sports, you understand. I can tell you who's winning. I can tell you who's losing. I can tell you why I think that's happening and will continue to happen. The amount of baggage brought to a Trump-Biden rematch, uh, nobody in the world wants this. Nobody. Nobody wants it. It's bad. Okay? The main reason they don't even want a Biden is getting past the corruption and the lies and the senility is that if you've got a guy who's 82 running to serve until he's 86, there is a very high likelihood that you could wind up with a president by the name of Kamala Harris. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Okay, nobody wants anything to do with her as president. But if Biden were to beat Trump, that's a, you know, it's a possibility. Okay, he's the oldest guy to ever hold office at that point. By the end of his term, he would be 10 years older than the second oldest guy ever to hold office. I mean, you are really journeying into 
you know, uncharted territory. And you're doing so with the potential for, again, her as your president. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! Then, of course, you've got Trump. So Trump reacted last night to him being found liable. He now owes $5 million. He says it's a made-up story. This is clip 33. It didn't happen. Um, and, and by the way, if it did happen, it would have been reported within minutes. Talking about going to a major floor, probably, I assume, the most important floor, uh, a major floor Don't worry. in a major department store that's a very busy store, by the way, and checkout counters and everything else. And I would be in there. I mean, it's the most ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous, disgusting story. It was just made up. Listen, I, I have a really hard time knowing what to believe because he makes a good point. You're in a crowded department store. Okay, this is 30 years ago. The woman can't give you a date, can't give you an hour of the day. You gotta do better than that. I mean, in theory, they claimed she had a dress with DNA evidence. The dress was run, didn't contain any traces of DNA, but they weren't allowed to admit that in the trial. That was withheld from the jury, so it doesn't sound like it's on the level. But sadly, Trump has a history of bragging that you can touch women without asking for their approval. Clip 34. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that that they can grab women by the Well, that's what it's... If you look over the last million years, I guess that's been... Largely true, not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star? I think you can say that, yeah. And now you said before, a couple of minutes ago, that this was just locker room talk. It's locker room talk. And so does that mean that you didn't really mean it? No, it's locker room talk. I don't know. It's just the way people talk. This could be a problem. So what ultimately happened is the Access Hollywood tape came back to bite him in a civil trial because it became a his word versus hers. She says he touched her inappropriately. He's famously recorded on tape as saying he touches women inappropriately. I got to tell you, if you're trying to defend the guy, that can't be good. Now, does it knock him out of the presidential race? The answer would be no. No, not even a little. It's only about to get crazier from here. So buckle up. We're going to talk about it with Jessica Tarlov right around the corner. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Heading down to East Texas, Blake is on the line, and Tyler, yo, Blake. Hey, Jimmy, hey, you know what? I was the guy who was on the radio with you here, and I said I was Trump all the way down ballot to dog catcher. But you know what? Uh-oh. I changed my mind. What? Oh, my, yeah, Blake. I'm sorry, but you know what? That remark that he made recently was so insensitive, whether... Whether the woman had any cause or not, but I want to go. I want to get this racial thing behind America. 
Mm-hmm. I want a I want a candidate who is a, a racial minority of African American descent, and I'm gonna go for Tim Scott. Whoa, he's got a mind there. Whoa, I want to get this stuff behind us. We need to get this stuff behind us. We need an intelligent man. And it doesn't matter if he's blue, yellow, black, brown, purple, or just uh, ebony white. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Is ebony white a color? I don't I, listen, know. I don't. I don't. I don't see color. I live in liberal New York City. I'm supposed to not even know it exists, right? We Until can't you. <laughs> help it. We can't no, I'm kidding. Help it. They keep reminding I know us they won't let you get away from it. Stuff behind us. And Tim Scott is a very intelligent man. He's conservative in principle, and he's not going to let this fleecing of America go on with these criminal cabals that run Washington. Imagine. It'd be great if he could, anybody could pull that off, let alone him. Well, oh, in the next break, I, I hear your preference. I will ask, I'm going to ask Jessica Tarlov, who's a Democratic strategist and as honest of a broker as they come, who she wants to run against. I'll ask who the Democrats prefer. Because I got to go out on a limb and say they want no part of your guy, Tim Scott, because he forces an honest conversation. They probably rooting pretty hard for Trump, but we'll see. OK, I'm, I'm not her spokesperson, uh, but let's stick around, Blake, and we can grade your answer uh, after JT joins us. OK, brother man. We'll talk in a little bit. Jessica Tarloff in studio. Buckle up. Well, if ever there was a day for two pals to have a safe word on the radio, today would be the day because there's a lot of goings on, okay? Obviously, Trump being held civilly liable uh, in the E. Jean Carroll pseudos are $5 million. Bucks. Uh, House Republicans unveiling a mountain of evidence uh, as it pertains to the Biden family. Still no indication of a crime, but obviously some smoke. As they say in politics, where there's smoke, Elizabeth Warren sending a message. I kid. <laughs> you got to take one shot at the Democrat. Uh, Jessica Tarloff in studio. We love her. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, a heavy day because I didn't even get to the third development, which is the uh, indictment of George Santos. Yeah. That is no way to treat a three-time Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> You know, my favorite Jew and yours. Um, (laughs) I did think the symmetry, though, of the GOP pushing about these unemployment benefits frauds as it comes out that George Santos was working and taking 25K in unemployment benefits a year from the government was just like chef's. I was pretty good. Well, let me let me just jump in on this, because what the real Santos story to me, the real revelation is. Anyone can run for Congress because in most districts, people are just voting straight ticket. Yeah. Like the voters had no idea he was telling the level of lie that he was because no one's paying attention to the congressional race. He was just telling, I think, the lies to fundraisers and benefiting greatly. A hundred percent. I think there are two other stories. Okay. Um, one Democratic failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was our seat. Yeah, their oppo and, research should have uncovered well, all of this. But it was then the second failure mm-hmm. that we don't support local journalism enough because this actually was in something that's called the North Star Ledger, which is the local paper out there. Yeah. And I guess because people weren't paying attention there, and Sean Patrick Maloney, who was the head of the DCCC, just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, uh, to pay attention to something like this. We completely blew it up. So, like, shame on them, but also a little shame on us. I'll give you that. Jessica Tarloff in studio. But I am so underwhelmed. This is the thing. I grew up as a kid. I was naive. 
And I used to hear terms like a congressman and be like, wow. Yeah, right? And then you meet them and you're like, this is the most underwhelming thing. Anyone yeah. can be in Congress. Anyone listening right now, you can be in Congress. I mean, just, I don't. Yeah. Anyone. I mean, I don't know how old you are and I don't know where. You, in you theory. Know. In you, theory. Yeah. And I actually do a better job probably than a good quarter. <laughs> so bad, JT. Uh, let me ask you this. Our, I just had a caller. Okay, Blake, super sharp guy from East Texas. Yeah. He's punted on Trump. I met this guy. He met my family. Ah. Loved Trump. He said he voted Trump right down the ballot to dog catcher and has just told me he's moved on to Tim Scott. Oh, nice. Now, Is that because Tim Scott has been on your radio show numerous times? Tim Scott does acquit himself well on the show. Yeah. But he said it's because he wants to live in a post-racial America, and he thinks Tim Scott is the candidate that can deliver us to that conversation. Now, I don't know that you know you need to ascertain whether or not that's possible, but is there a candidate right now at this point in the race that the Democrats prefer to run against? Because we like to win? Donald yeah. Trump. Is that- yeah. <laughs> Good for you. No, I just want to be clear because I I, I, I I there I is a part of everybody that – should be interested in the conversation of what is best for this country, mm-hmm. right, in terms of who should be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And I've been t- actually talking to a few people about this this week. And it used to be, at least in my lifetime of paying attention, that you could go to sleep on election night mm-hmm. and not be scared yeah. about what was going to happen, right, if they hadn't finished counting. Mm-hmm. Like in 2012, I really wanted Obama to be reelected. But I knew we were all fine with mittens, right? Okay. Like your tax – well, not my taxes at the time, but like <laughs> some rich people's taxes were going to get – you know, yeah. we're going to be lowered. We weren't going to get into any like crazy, crazy wars. It's going to be like a little more hawkish. But I like Hillary Clinton. She's yeah. a hawk. Yeah. And that has just been wiped out of the consciousness. And when I look at the, the current field, mm-hmm. I think that about Asa Hutchinson, yeah. who nobody wants to support. No chance. Right. But when you listen to him, and he's been doing great on the Sunday shows, he's been on with Shannon a few times yeah. on Fox News Sunday. He's like, we can't, we can't have a national abortion. This is just positions that yeah, are it's not a tenable. Non-starter. I think no Nikki matter ha- what you yeah. feel, I think Nikki Haley is trying to stake out the safe she ground. She is, but she should own it more since she owns the lady parts. Yeah, That's well, like, come on, girl. It seems like an easy lane, right? But she strikes me as someone. She's been on this show, yes. And at the time she was on the show, she strikes me as someone who was in it to win it. But as if I, I've as I've been following uh, her developments on the old intraweb in the last week, yeah. it would lead one to believe she just wants to work in the Trump administration again if he wins because she's really just aggressively kneecapping DeSantis and doesn't have a lot to say about Trump. I think that as per the huge from 2016, no one knows what to do with this guy. Yeah. Right? He's just – However you feel about him, he's completely impossible to deal with effectively, which is yeah. why he's been able, frankly, to get this far. I mean, a man who has now two indictments is still 30 points ahead. He's a big in the, right? yeah. He's going to have a town hall tonight. I mean, I pray for you, Caitlin Collins, for what <laughs> is about to happen to you. It's going to be good TV, I think. I mean, right. Yeah, but, but I understand. How do you – Deal with someone like this, and all these journalists have all these opinions, right? You know, make sure that you come at him with this, this, and that. We all know, mm-hmm. right? We all have the facts, but he reduces you to like drooling, essentially, right? Because <laughs> you kind of find him charming, which uh-huh. is completely disorienting. He <laughs> speaks mistruths faster than anyone I have ever encountered. And uh-huh. eventually, you can't just be per- someone who goes, no. No, no, that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. And then he's won. 
Well, this is the thing. Trump is like, I always say this. In boxing, there was this Polish fighter named Andrew Galata, who fought everybody, like Tyson, everybody. He was just so unorthodox. He'd headbutt you, he'd bite you, he'd hit you below the belt. You know, he'd thumb yeah. you in the eye when the ref wasn't looking. And you can't get comfortable against him because you're not fighting a conventional fight. That is the Trump superpower. What I think is becoming a bit of fool's gold is that his popularity is surging within the Republican Party. Because of what they say is, you know, a political persecution. But I don't think people outside the bubble realize what a liability in the general it is. Yeah. To be the first person under indictment in the 246 year history of the country. You could say it's a BS indictment. I have. But it still carries weight is what I'm saying well, with the, the average person. And the sex abuse conviction. This Again, isn't just like it's, floating it. It's, it's a like conviction. a jury heard it and it's, was like, he didn't rape her. But he did bad things to her. Yeah. And again, that carries weight. And if you're a candidate that has traditionally struggled to get the female vote, <laughs> it's not going to help you get the female vote. And it's like people get mad at me. I'm like, but I'm just trying to tell you the truth. Like they're succeeding if their goal is to make Trump the nominee because they're getting two things for one right now. Number one, they're credentialing him negatively in the eyes of swing voters. Right. Okay, but number two, they really are emboldening, okay, the base. They're they're like, no, no, this is we'll show you. Like the more convictions, the better. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. That's the part that's so crazy. But let's talk about your preferred candidate in this moment, Gavin Newsom. Um <laughs> but no, I wanted to bring this up. Newsom, when I was in DC, yo, he was at every party. I yeah. went to five things. Over White House correspondent. Yeah, he has not given up yet. Do not tell me he's given up. You know, in the Tour de France, they have that extra cyclist who wears the spandex just in case someone pulls a hamstring. I saw a lot of aerodynamic helmets on Gavin Newsom down in D.C., girlfriend. What say you? Is the- I don't think it's about right now. Okay. I think he's future-proofing. I think that he needs a national reputation. I think that DeSantis will be getting in, but really the smart move for both of them is a 2028 Right, Florida v. California. Like, how perfect could you get good. it, right? It'd be, it'd be good for this year, too, though, given the, you know. But we're not going to get it. Th- I mean, Joe Biden. Do you Biden, really think we're going to wind up with the rematch? Like, I don't know, because it's just, it's so Well, my unpopular. side has decided. Have they, though? Because this is what I wanted yeah. to ask you. Okay, fair. You know, we were covering that ABC poll earlier in the week. Right. Where, you you know, saw the new poll Yeah, today. there's a Yahoo poll. Yeah. I will concede that the Yahoo poll turns the ABC poll upside down. I don't deny that. But I'm starting to see the op-eds that were written the same way they were before the midterms. You know, Biden kind of exceeded everyone's expectations right, when the, the red midterm. Wave yeah, of course. No, yeah. I, I concede this. Okay. But they were floating the idea of getting r- rid of him before I the know. midterms. Are they going through that again right now? Because like, they're bored. Is that what it is? I mean— for, we all know that we live in a clickbait world, mm-hmm. right? That people will put their name on basically anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, I was just toying with the idea. We've all thought about ridiculous. Like, I think about ordering seafood all the time. I hate seafood, <laughs> right? So people want to write something and say, like, oh, you know, Kamala's going to be kicked off. They're going to pick up someone else. You know, Biden won't be able to do it. You know, barring some medical emergency, which, knock on wood, yeah. I hope doesn't happen. And I would hope every American doesn't. Uh, isn't rooting for, mm-hmm. it's going to be Joe Biden. Okay. And he has a good record to run on. And I think that we're going to be fine. Okay, fair. And, and she closed her eyes and chanted that to herself two more times. I think we're, we're going to be fine. fine. I think we're going to be fine. There, uh, there's no place like home. Any concern for what the House Republicans uncovered today, or do you expect the media to just not care? I mean, and again, there's, the there's still no evidence of criminal wrongdoing yet. So right, I, I so will preface this. that's the point. Well, I said this yesterday on Fox and Friends, and I want to give Steve Ducey credit for this. The Ducinator's been great on this. Okay. To his credit, there was a Washington Examiner op-ed. Yeah. The person was saying, oh, Republicans got to fight dirty. They should go all in on Hunter in 2024. I don't think people realize how little 
people care about Hunter Biden. Yeah. Because it was a 2020 issue, number one, but number two, number two, the real quality of life deterioration that people are facing in some instances is it's going not- to be a more primal imperative. So if the Republicans run on Hunter Biden, aren't they kind of handing the election to Joe Biden in a weird way? Not in a weird way, in a straightforward way. I, that's if you don't what I talk think. about the issues that matter, and this was part of what was so frustrating for me, not that I'm upset with the outcome in the midterms, is I was laughed at for saying that the Dobbs decision was going to be seriously consequential. And just because we didn't put on our pussy hats this time didn't mean that it wasn't the conversation yeah. in majority of American households that were talking about politics. Uh-huh. Like, how could this happen? What will the repercussions be? And that's from blue states to red states. And the Republicans, certainly in New York state, were right to be hammering crime. Democrats mm-hmm. missed the boat on that. Yep. But I think that you have such a higher likelihood of immigration, for instance, mattering on the Republicans, what they would use against Democrats, than Hunter Biden. If there is not that straight line from Hunter Biden's business dealings to Joe Biden's bank account, not his granddaughters or whatever was Which unveiled. Which is weird, though. Can we have this yeah, discussion? Yeah, eight-year-olds shouldn't be millionaires. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> well- But I will say today Mm -hmm. I learned something new because I had managed to never see the video of Hunter Biden pleasuring himself. And someone put it in my Twitter feed. (laughs) And it's a crazy angle. It's like (laughs) under it. And so I feel like I know more about Hunter Biden than I did before today. I don't want to comment on any size issues or anything. But if that's what people think is like the political propaganda that's going to win you an election – it's not. I it's know. not. I know. It's pretty basic. Pretty basic pleasuring yourself. A- absent a – well, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue oh, is – I'm making it the issue. I, of course, for you. Uh, I understand how you rolled. Never buy a used laptop from Jessica Tarloff. That's just The dirtiest Max in town. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even clean it. The guy who took Hunter's laptop wouldn't take hers. He's like, actually, no, I'm blind He's and like, I what is the this. substance? Um <laughs> Can I throw this out there since you said you brought the Polish boxer? Uh And I had an analogy, another good one, I think, for Trump, even though mine is not about a person who fights dirty necessarily. But it's like Nikola Jokic right now. Like, Mm -hmm. did you see KD's press conference where he's like, how you guard a person like that? Every shot he takes, I say, it's not going in because how could it possibly go in? This is 53-point game on uh, Monday night. But it goes in. And that's how I feel about Trump, too. He's like a big Serbian. Just like so rolling is, to the basket. Is Trump the Denver Nuggets of presidential candidates? I mean, I think they could win it all, so I hope not. Uh, <laughs> isn't it crazy that like the Lakers and the Nuggets? I know. It's bizarre. And, it's so, and the Nuggets are great, and they just can't not be boring to me. That's where it's – but that is where it's headed, by the way. I know. Very I'm much happy for LeBron, way. though. Yeah, it'd be a nice story. Uh, yeah. Well, and for Lonnie Walker. Well, hey, girl. Um, That's my guy. Jessica Tarloff is in studio singing the hits. Uh, I think this is the last thing I would leave you with because I think we're in like I hate this news cycle right now because it's like a pocket of disgusting. You get the Biden thing. You get the is Trump thing. Is it because I brought up the pleasuring himself? No, no, that that stuff works for me. I mean, you know how we roll. You know how we roll. But no, it's all just like it's so gross. But I think like the race that we're analyzing right now, this is where I think primary analysis can be like it's such a waste of time is until people get on stage together and square off against one another, none of the polling really matters as Like intra-party. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like Tim Scott's going to announce that on the 22nd. Okay. He's formidable. I'm, I'm available <laughs> to comment on the announcement. Oh, I love it. He oh, is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's legit. But I mean, to your friend, it was Blake. Yeah. You said the caller. It, there is no post-racial America. Mm-hmm. But what you can hope for is is an elevated conversation about race in America. And I think that should be all of our goals. But are you saying that because one party won't let it go? 
No. Meaning, the other party won't let it go either. They just want to, like, let weird stuff slide. What do you mean by that, though? Uh, being fair. Like, take your time and, th- and think that out. And I'm saying you didn't think it out. But I think my characterization, and I would like to hear yours, okay, is I do think in a lot of ways Democrats' second-term Obama got lazy in that they tried to make race the focal point of every Republican policy because I think it was a way to, like, minimize substantive debate and just kind of cartoon the other side as racist and out of touch. That's what I think was a strategy being deployed. When you say the Republicans, like, what do you think that strategy is when you say they won't let it go? Do you think it's – I think that they're – I mean maybe it's kind of just two sides of the same problem, but Uh their refusal to acknowledge that race – factors into any of this like okay. even when presented so you're with saying hard we almost, data you're saying we like almost overlook it is that right what you're that okay. when it's just if your response to a white cop and i'm not talking about george floyd because oh thank god yeah. we were all on the same page yep. with that but mm-hmm. the, a run-of-the-mill laquan mcdonald or something like that is well a lot more uh white people are killed by police officers or here's the actual facts about it right or it's you know mm-hmm. black people that are in the subway that be- are beating up asians uh-huh. I'm I'm a fact-focused person. I okay. know what the numbers are on all of this, but uh-huh. it denies people's realities in a way that then makes them completely untenable to the other side to even be considered. Well, I think that's the biggest challenge of right now is that everyone's po- everyone's positions are being so misrepresented that it's hard to have a substantive conversation. It's also hard for the government to work to work together. Like if if Biden says they're semi-fascists, it's like how can you justify to your ba- but I made a deal with them. You know what I mean? I These guys know. are Nazis, but we, we worked it out. But like Tommy Tuberville, uh, mm-hmm. the Republicans' finest senator, um, <laughs> was asked about uh, neo-Nazis, white nationalists, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the uh-huh. the shooter from mm-hmm. Allen. It was Allen, well, Texas, right? Like uh-huh. the one this weekend. And, you know, his tattoo who has swastikas yeah, yeah. branded on his body. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't call them that. I call them good Americans. No. WTF. I got to get the quote on that. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. It sounds real bad, right? And so I understand (laughs) that it wasn't about black people, but there was just like, I know we're not going back to like, Uh what did that guy say about, remember the rape guy who was like, it was like good rape. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Who lost? You know, but like every time. Todd Akin? Yes. Todd Akin? Every time something like that happens, you're just like. What? I never thought I could. I would say this, but could you just bring up the image of Hunter fondling himself again? Just cl- it was- <laughs> bring this conversation to a safer place, Jessica Tarloff. My, are goodness. you pineappling me I am, about? Uh- I'm not the commercial. Honestly, the commercial break in ten seconds is pineappling both of us. We really, we really well, took it's good it to have advertisers. We'll be back. This break brought to you by hand sanitizer. We're back after this. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This guy will say anything. No, no. I am just being honest. I'm getting messages right now. I'm getting texts. Tarloff just left the studio. We were talking about the 2024 primaries. Guys, I get on the air, okay, just so you understand. we got to do this again tomorrow, a lot of you. Okay. I will sit here and call balls and strikes with you and tell you what I think is good or bad or in between. It's not my job to tell you how to vote. But one of the reasons I want Tarloff on and I want you to hear the way the other side sees this is because you need to realize, like, especially as it pertains to the 2024 election, the Democrats are winning against Trump right now because they're not going to vote for him anyway. But their job is to make Republicans wary 
and independence abhor him. And I promise you, if you're trying to court independent women voters, being convicted by a jury of inappropriate touching is not going to help you get their votes. Tell them like it is. You could say the woman's nuts. You could say she's a maniac. But the fact remains he owes her $5 bucks. I'm just being honest. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow. Don't get mad. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.